It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. back with another episode of the lakers fast break podcast it's gerald glassford coming right back at you here from lakers fast break pop culture cosmos where we cover the latest news and trends in pop culture each and every week twice a week wherever you get your podcasts man i'm hoping this is working where is everybody where's all of our friends hopefully this won't bite out after a few seconds but it is gerald glassford thanks so much for watching this truly appreciate it also, as well, go ahead and check out our shows, Inside Sports Fantasy Football. It's Gerald Glassford coming up right here. Ah, there we go. There's people watching now. Again, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, where we cover the NFL and the latest fantasy football like no one else. So go ahead and check us out today, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, wherever you get your podcast. Plus, also, Joe Soro is here. You know he's Locks1947. Go ahead and check him out today at lakersball.com plus he owns a company you need to support if you're in the socal area and it is of course simblades simblades with a y.com of course everyone else has greeted magic man with some birthday favors including our own almost octogenarian mr tom wong and you could go ahead and check him out as the number one lakers blogger that's out there and he's at Lakerholics.com, along with our good friend, Admiral Akbar, a.k.a. Jamie Sweet, with his five things articles. Go ahead and check it out today at Lakerholics.com. Plus our good friends, Lakers and Five, John McCallion, Empire Jeff TV, The Lakers Corner, Larry Lakers Dribbling Chit Chat, Lakers and Five, all those great channels. Please go ahead and you know, support them today. Plus also, of course, go ahead. And subscribe. Subscribe to get the latest notifications on when we go live on the air with the latest Lakers Fast Break podcast. In fact, on Inside Sports Fantasy Football, after we're done here, I'm going to go ahead and head on over to the Pop Culture Cosmos channel to record Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Hopefully these guys will enjoy me. You know, maybe they'll join me. They're going to hopefully get the Lardieries as well. So it's going to be a nice crowd. Please join us. Pop Culture Cosmos for the Inside Sports Fantasy Football. But it is the Lakers Fast Break for now. And we've got a special day to celebrate indeed. But before we do, I want to go ahead and mention to everyone out there, because you know, not too long ago was a great source of headache for me. But we finally, 
as per Dave McMenamin and other Laker reporters, finally get confirmation that when the Lakers start out on their road trip coming up tomorrow in Chicago, Chicago, the Bears, that uh, you are actually going to get to see Gabe Vincent in the flesh as he is listed now as probable for the game. Jared Vanderbilt, who looked like he hurt his foot during the game, actually is also listed as uh, probable, I think, at this point in time. Or is he questionable? No, actually, he's not questionable. Anthony Davis and LeBron James are questionable. Imagine that. But Anthony Davis is going to play in his hometown of Chicago. I don't think that's going to be any issue. So looks like we will have virtually a full crew outside of JHS coming to Chicago as a birthday present for Magic Man indeed. But it is the Lakers fast break. We truly appreciate you joining us. But what are Magic Man's wishes for a birthday? Uh, we'll find out. Plus, also as well, Joe's here. He's going to talk about what the Lakers need to do to get this thing right on the road trip ahead. So here today, good man indeed. He is the man man from Toronto. He did get out of Toronto traffic to go ahead and celebrate his birthday with us. Said, good choice, said, absolutely. It is the Magic Man birthday, the Magic Man, Sean Grice. Sean, from all of us here, at the at, as far as our community, as far as the channel, we wish you the happiest of birthdays, my friend. Hopefully, you can go ahead and give us some wishes out there that will hopefully come true for the Lakers, my friend. 100% thrilled. I'm not going to say it out loud because that's uh, a birthday superstition. However, I mean... Said, said's on the right path as far as I'm concerned. So uh, thank you to everybody. Uh, it's been a wonderful day. Been a wonderful day. Got to talk to my brother who's in the military. He got some time away to uh, wish me a happy birthday. Got, just got off the phone with my uh, flesh and blood mother. Only woman that will ever love you. And that includes your wives out there, even if you are married. Um, it's been a great day. So thank you very much, Gerald. And it's just been humbling for the Lakers fast break community. So thank you, everybody. I was greatly appreciated everything that you do for us here. Uh, I know that uh, your road has always been a busy one, my friend. So we're just truly happy that you're able to be a part of what we're doing each and every day. But Let's turn into some things. Okay, if it's not the wish you want to go ahead and say, because that was the title of the damn video anyways, but okay, yeah. let's yeah. say some birthday goals. How about some set up some birthday goals for the Lakers going forward? So let me hear your thoughts on what you think needs to be done for, so let's say birthday presents per se, that you might open up and okay. say, you know what, that's a really cool gift to get from the Los Angeles Lakers. Okay, so let's let's start off with like the obligatory you get that uh nice card from your aunt that's got like a fin in it. Okay? So if we get the fin in the card that's like the backup center, you know, that's tried, tested and true drilled. We've been waiting on that for about uh four and a half years. Should come to pass. It's one of my birthday wishes at this point. So that, that'd be the third birthday gift, Gerald. The second one, that's the one where it looks like it could be something special, but you're not quite sure because it's it's 
it's been pat it's been um uh what's the word i'm looking for a mellifluous box mm-hmm. <laughs> okay joe All right. didn't get the joke joe didn't get the yeah, he's not even paying attention. Anyway, the Does second he ever? no, the 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 second the second box is uh, is packed really nicely, um, wrapped very nicely. So you're not quite sure what's in there. That's the wing that we need that could score, Gerald. That's that's so that's the nice gift you got from you know your uncle who lives in Austria or Chile or. And he got you something really cool. And then the coup de gras, you get your hopes up, and then they open the door, and there's the big gift. So that would be obviously the playmaker. The the playmaker is a big gift that this team needs, Gerald. Because uh, I actually went out of my way to do some in-depth research, Gerald. In-depth, Okay. So, excluding the Pacers game, the Lakers played 27 games this year, including two OT games. So, 48 minutes a game times 27 is 1,296, plus 10 minutes of overtime is 1,306. Out of 1,306 minutes, Gerald, how many would you say the Lakers have held the lead for? My guess is probably twenty percent of that. Just Actually, it's a that. little, it's a little bit higher. So, of the thirteen hundred and six, they've held the lead for five hundred nine minutes and thirty six seconds. Oh wow, That's, thirty yeah. something percent. Yeah, thirty eight and a half percent. So, I mean, carving out an identity, Gerald. There's an identity of the Lakers so far. They have a really good defense with a sputtering offense that can't bail them out of games when they need shooting. That's our identity. And that's a mid and that's a mid team. Yeah. And I hate saying this on my birthday, man. I want to be joyous and jovial and happy and but we're talking about, you know, we've lost 3 of the past 4 games, Gerald, and it's kind of it's kind of indicative of the season, Gerald. You lose a three-point game to a Dallas team that has a few more wins than you do, but not a big point differential. The Lakers' point differential is plus 23. The Mavs are plus 43. But then the Kings have a better record, Gerald, and the Kings only have a better point differential of you by less than 10. Atlanta is the only team in the NBA with a zero point differential, Gerald. They are they are eleven and fifteen. There's very little space. I know we've talked about the idea that there, you know, any team can come back from twenty to twenty five points down now. That that you know a twenty five point lead isn't safe. That's not true anymore. It, it's it's really dependent on how you get your points, and Gerald. You'd, you said it yesterday. The make the Lakers have made it hard on themselves this year by not running in transition, by not trying to have second-chance opportunities with solid defensive rebounding 
and just a little bit of uptick in the offensive rebounding. But it's just this, these little details that are being missed that end up costing you big. That they do. It's the little things that kill, you know. It really yeah. is. So if that's the case, my friend, those are some pretty good presents. Uh, and let me see if Joe agrees with you on that assessment. Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. It is Magic Man, the birthday man, the birthday magic, the birthday magic man, Sean Grice, along with me, Joe Glassford. Thanks so much for watching and listening. Also here today, good man indeed. It is the Ox 1947 at LakersBall.com. Joe Soro. Joe, those are very good birthday assessments and gifts that uh, he hopes to receive come for his birthday, which is today. Your thoughts, though, my friend, on him actually receiving those gifts, the Lakers actually executing all that Magic Man had to say? Probably not. <laughs> There's two things that the Lakers are doing that are costing them games that are abrupt, in-your-face, and obvious. Number one, crucial second chance, third chance, fourth chance points and missing open shots. It's not that in the, in the previous game, I believe it was 11 to nine in favor of New York in the offensive rebound area. Now you might look at that statistic and go, oh, well, only a couple more rebounds than the Lakers. That's not how you look at that statistic. That statistic is has to be looked on what happens when those 11 offensive rebounds which seven came from one guy uh, can cause, which is what ended up being close to, I believe it was, they scored on nine of those, which was 18 points. We know that there's going to be some offensive rebounds in games, but 11 cannot happen, and you cannot allow 18 points when you've made a stop. So that right there, I, I, I wish I had time like to, to, to delve into these statistics because they're very important. You, you can see that Sean has, has done some homework today. These are very, very uh, important statistics and explaining uh, details and what actually is happening versus what your feelings are might be telling you. Uh, not in a negative way about your feelings. You, you're seeing something and you're interpreting it a certain way. And sometimes the negativity might kind of cloud the the, the 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 actual situation a little. The just like you know, Gerald, you you guessed twenty percent when it was almost double that, right? So it's kind of like uh, uh, when a crime happens that you ask three different witnesses what happened that were there looking at it, they'll tell you three different stories, right? So some people just imagine things or see things a different way. So the key here is though, this is something you can't misinterpret is the Lakers are not hitting open shots. I mean, open shots. I'm talking there. There's no one around in a, in a lot of these shots and you're allowing a team to have life when they should be dead. Those are all things that are solvable with the current roster. You are an NBA player you should be able to hit open shots. And as far as offensive rebounds, 
That's an energy and want decision. If you do not want to rebound and get that ball, then you are doing a disservice to the team and you are not going to win extensively with that. Now, whose responsibility is it to use the bullhorn on the, on those things? The shooting part, uh, I don't know if there's a coach or anyone that can actually make you make shots, but that other thing that's probably cost us even more games can. But I don't believe Darvin Ham is doing that. And that shows lack of, I guess, respect. Why wouldn't he say something? Maybe he has said something. We don't know. I don't even know what the hell goes on anymore. There used to be a time where you kind of knew what was going on with practice. You saw some stuff. Now you don't see squat anymore. So we don't know anything that's going on. Everything is flowers, roses, daisies, and everything when you go to the pre, during, and post game. This is why I get on all those guys. Joe, when's the last time you saw a, a, a Lakers reporter scrum? Like all the player, all the reporters huddled together in a in a mass. I don't, I don't, I don't believe I recall uh, seeing that hardly ever. At least I haven't, I haven't seen a post pandemic. Not once. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, I, I don't know what, but it's also the dialogue. The dialogue is very generic. It's very. I don't want to get in trouble. You want to talk about what's changed in sports. We used to get angry at the Plaskies, the Simers, the Adandes for being pricks. But that was back when we were immature children. Yes, you could be immature and and a child in in your early 20s. But as you get older, when you start to understand how things work, you you want more accountability. The accountability is not really being kind of spoken it's always get on lebron it's always on some stupid social media post where a bunch of cowards are just keyboarding no that's so true joe and i think i think i agree with you because a a lot of the problems are are deep are deeper wound than ham it's deeper than ham but ham ham seems to be a symptom of and I'm not sure if you'll agree with this or not, Joe, but it just seems like Ham is a symptom of what plagues the Lakers rather than what is the like disease or the um, dysfunction itself. It's He's just a small part of it, but it, because he's the head coach and he's in front of it, he's obviously the face of it. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com. And you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, 
only on Hulu. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. Give me all of the Star Trek all of the time and I will be an incredibly happy girl. Even if it's terrible. It's like pizza. Bad pizza is still pretty good because it's pizza. Bad Star Trek is still pretty good because it's still Star Trek. That's the way that I look at it. Just let it sit in the refrigerator for a day and be cold. That's it. Yep. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. The other thing is there's inadvertent shots being taken and LeBron is a major culprit of that. How do you stop that? You should, you, If you're going to be a leader on this team as LeBron is, uh, I, I know we had gotten some some responses on that particular quote from the last show, and I'm going to address it now. In that, when I watch Nik- Jokic play, I don't see him make uh, ill-advised plays. I don't see him shooting a three from 27 feet while no one is set either down on the block or at the edge or at the corner. This is not good basketball. So who's going to take accountability for that? If LeBron continues to do that, he is the player and the coach needs to tell him, please stop doing that. Yes, you might get hot, but LeBron has never been the guy that could go off for four or five shots in a row. That's not his game. It never, it's never been his game. And I would recommend not for it not to be what that is. It's just, that's what it is. And what it does is it teaches everyone else to do isotype plays. And and those guys have no business doing that. There's no one on this team that has any business doing any ISO work. You could have said maybe D'Angelo Russell might have the, ball handling skills to maybe do a couple tricks and do that little elbow shot that he does. The problem is he hesitates too much. Sean, you mentioned that the other day. He hesitates. And that little hesitation is like anything else in sports. This is professional sports. This is the biggest league on the planet. One little delay will cost you in this league. So you need to be able to make decisions right away. Austin Reeves does that as well, but Austin Reeves does a lot of juggling. He's a juggler. There's no smoothness. There's no way he can get to the basket like, let's say, John Morant or Damian Lillard in his prime or something like that, right? And these are the things that go through my mind and wonder why there isn't more discussion of these details in these analysis on shows, on the radio shows, on on the interviews, there's nothing. You don't have to be a, a, a jerk 
in asking these questions. You can ask them in a professional manner, but no one wants to muddy the waters, right? And will it will it matter in the end? I don't know. Probably not. But I'd, I'd like to I'd like to at least find out. I agree. I agree. As far as it's going to do, I'd, I'd like to find out as well. So, Magic Man, let me ask you this, Mr. Birthday Man. When it comes to what you're seeing with this team as they head out on a three-game road trip, not a fun one indeed. Uh, starts off with Chicago, who are coming off uh, one of their best, actually probably their best victory of the season in Philadelphia uh, that they won with a four-point victory. Your thoughts on what the Lakers need to do to go ahead and right the ship because I don't care what Joe says. I don't care what anybody says at this point in time. You know, you can use the IST as an excuse if you're tired or whatnot. It doesn't matter. The NBA season continues. The NBA season goes on. And whatever energy you spend out in that extra game in Las Vegas, sorry, the rest of the league is not going to have sympathy for you. So the Lakers are now 15 and 12, eighth place in the Western Conference, my friend. Things have got to change and start changing a little bit faster. They only played one extra game. I don't understand where that mindset came from or where that analysis came from. Just telling you it would be using an excuse. I'm just telling you. I said it before they were going to go ahead and make an excuse. And and the fact that your head coach makes that excuse only – that's like the clincher for me, that Darvin Ham is a complete zero. Magic Man? I can't argue – I can't – I – I don't want to. I don't want to disrespect the man, or demean him at all in the position that he's in. But I can't disagree with anything that Joe just said. I'm just I, telling I, you that I they were going to use I an excuse. I can't. Yeah, you did, Gerald. You called it. Like even as we were talking about talking about it on on uh, Saturday, Gerald's like, "Watch, Ham's going to use this as an excuse if they come out of the gate." With uh, with a couple of uh, questionable showings, and sure enough, that's what it was. And yeah, LeBron uh, retorting, yeah. Well, did you see what Indiana's doing? Yeah. So, and what? Those are usually my four retorts to a a, a que- uh, an answer to a question that somebody's trying to be cute with, Gerald. <laughs> yeah. So. And what? Yeah, Indiana is sucking the big one like we are the past four games. So what does that have to do with what the Lakers are doing? Because the league's not going to stop. And the league's going to continue because an 82-game season or an 83-game season, Gerald, or an 84-game season, what we're looking at again with this plan, goddammit, is a is a living breathing thing and right now it's just up and down up and down i mean remember remember the um the backlash lfb received uh after that houston win oh yeah gerald and shawnee just shut the hell up about the lakers because they just won a one-point game against houston and then they they ended up winning three of the next four four Gerald and losing three of the next four. So they were twelve and nine when Vanderbilt came back, and they're fifteen and twelve. All I say is this, Joe. You know, I know you don't think it's a thing, 
but the record since the NBA Cup for both those teams, one win, seven losses. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You, you make, what, to, of, you make, you you make what of it what you will. You lost to a three-win team. That's inexcusable. Yeah. Uh, I don't. Yeah. I agree with you. I'm not saying it is. Yeah. I'm just you telling you. Two days off to play a New York team that has no star other than Brunson's a very good player. And they didn't travel in uh, San Antonio. At home. They play like they've already clinched a division. They, they have this habit of doing this. And last year's playoff run is still in their minds. They're like, well, we're doing a little bit better this year. Therefore, we're probably going to get a better seating. And we're going to focus on getting fresh and healthy. And then we'll make our run. Um, you got swept by Denver and you, you really didn't come. I mean, you had two games in there that you probably should have won, but should is not going to get you anywhere. Getting swept, no matter should or not, is not going to cut it. You're not the difference between a first round, second round, and then the, the Western conference or a conference finals and a, and a, and a NBA final is, is night and day. It's Mars and Earth. It's just different. And we have to keep going back and saying it's not about, even though it was somewhat of a, an accomplishment based off where they were at the beginning and middle of the year, the Lakers, every time they don't win a championship with Anthony Davis and LeBron James, it's a lost season. So we can't look at this any other way other than this team has to win. This likely will be the last year that this team can do this with these players. It's very likely, unless the Lakers make a major shift in the offseason and get a bona fide third helper, someone that really, really can supplement those two guys. But it's very it's getting more and more difficult in the NBA to to distribute the salaries in a way where you can still field the team with some depth and have three viable stars on a team. Someone's going to either have to pay an ungodly amount of luxury tax or get lucky, kind of like Golden State back in 2017. So a little bit of me says these guys are probably going to say, I told you so, when they start winning in the first round and the second round, right? That's probably when they're going to be able to say, "Don't worry about it. We'll we'll get it." But I can't I can't look at I can't look at that setup the same way this year because those things are rare. The last time a team that was on the bottom half of seeding that would went that far was, I believe, was it Memphis, Sean? When they beat San Antonio that one year? Yeah, they were the seventh seed, Joe. That's right. Yeah. So or the eighth seed, excuse me. They were the eighth seed. Yeah, they'd be a number the one. Eighth seed, excuse me. And that that that's funny. I that I, I remember that because people talk about Tim Duncan a lot. And I, I you have an argument that he's the greatest power forward of all time. But when those who say he's better than Kobe He lost Kobe, to an eighth seed. Kobe never yeah, lost. Yeah. A series in his entire career when he won game one of a series, and he would have never lost as a one seed in the first round. 
Well, he never and, did. He never and did. And Kobe so. went back to back three times. Duncan, no. And when when Kobe was playing, Kobe went four out of six against the Spurs. Uh, so, anyways, that's a story for another time. But um, the the Lakers, if I had to assess the 2023 first half or so of the Lakers, they look like they're playing like they're, ah, we'll coast. Ah, we'll take a day off here. Ah, we're okay. Okay. Good luck. I hope it works out for you. Oh, and Joe, uh, the the Grizzlies beat the Spurs without a prime Rudy Gay in that series. He was injured. So, okay, we just had something to pop up because um, uh, I always can't get this guy's name. Eccentric, you know, uh, accent. I'll just call eccentric him eccentric. Eccentric. It does not roll off the tongue very well. Eccentric. Eccentric. Who does show up from time to time, and we appreciate it. He was suggesting uh, that, uh, you know, just Vando... call him ECC, Gerald. Oh, ECC. Okay. He was suggesting Vando. Uh, is not utilized enough uh, so far and still hasn't gotten a rhythm and not playing enough, which is, you know, I've heard from other fans, but because uh, he, he said he gives us something on both sides of the ball. And I said, I asked, what does he do for us on offense? And he said the same thing that about, about the same thing that Dennis Schroeder gave us on offense. Who said this? Uh, ECC. ECC. So, yes. On offense, he's as good as Schroeder was with the Lakers. And uh, what what planet was he on when he said this? I'm assuming the planet Earth. Yes. Okay, because if he was on planet Earth, that likely means uh, that this was a film that he saw in his head that he imagined. <laughs> you know how Dennis Schroeder plays? He actually, you know, dribbles the ball kind of dictates the, the offense a little bit, goes to the basket, can actually shoot. So I want to know exactly where in Dennis Schroeder's game that Jared Vanderbilt has. He has zero. That's the answer. Jared Vanderbilt would play more if he had any semblance of some kind of offense, even something where he could take a, I don't know, an alley-oop every now and then. Catch the ball. Jared he Vanderbilt fumbles can't every catch ball. the ball. He can't dribble the ball. He can barely make a layup. Mind you, this guy is 6'9". He's afraid. He's afraid to shoot the ball pretty much every time he gets the ball. Great on defense. He's been an asset on defense since he's gone back. But this is not 2002. We can't just hide a... High-level defender, though. A deficient, we can't hide a deficient offensive player who plays well on defense. Dennis Rodman in today's game would be rendered useless. I'm telling you right now. A lot of guys would. A lot of guys would. And if you really guys, a lot of guys, a lot of, a lot of guys would. And, and I'm going to give you guys I, – I said this, a, I think, a year ago. Shaquille O'Neal would have been dominant. He was too good of an athlete not – to be dominant. However, he would not have been able to be lazy and 400 pounds like he was towards the late part of his prime with this era of basketball. He would have gotten smoked. You know how I know? 
Look what the Sacramento Kings did to them. Look what they used to do to them, right? And that was before. The Sacramento Kings were actually the precursor of what this era of basketball is. And then it went up a notch with Steve Nash and Dan Tony, And then Steph Curry took over. Steph Curry gets credit for this era because he is the superstar. As good as Steve Nash was, he wasn't Steph Curry. Steph Curry is godly. Steve Nash was an MVP. He was great. But Steph Curry is a couple levels above Steve Steve Nash for obvious reasons. So there was a buildup to this style of, 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 of basketball. And it started with those Kings teams. It was a little bit before then, too, you could say. You know, you could say before. There were some teams doing it. You know, we watched Winning Time. We saw how McKin- McKinney was kind of going towards that. Um, yeah, I mean, Adelman's four-corner offense with the Blazers was kind of a, a spark there. Obviously, di- kind of a different era, but he had – if he had the – four guards he did in that rotation plus Drazen Petrovic today, um, they would likely be, you know, where the Boston Celtics are. Drazen Petrovic was drafted by the Nets, correct? No, he was drafted. No, he's drafted he, by Portland, uh, right? Portland. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So if Drazen hadn't passed away, was he would he have played for Portland in nineteen ninety no, because he had ju- he had just been traded to the Nets and he popped. Okay, he popped the season, uh, and then he passed away. Okay, so so the the Portland Trail Trailblazers had two guys that they could have used in the '92 Finals, right? Arvidas Sabonis and Drazen Petrovic. How different is that series if those guys are playing? That's at least a seven game series to me. <sighs> Because Jordan said Petro was one of the few guys who didn't back down from him. Like, he met he met the challenge. It's good talking about that stuff because it's makes your juices flow. But anyways, the Lakers, Jared Vanderbilt. I'm sorry, folks. Jared Vanderbilt has actually gotten worse on offense. I would think that during the summer he would have maybe practiced some more shot making. But how many how many points has he scored upon his return? Has he hit a three yet? I don't, I don't even remember. think so. I'd he's say maybe on one back. hand, maybe the amount of points that he I, scored. I think yeah, I think Gerald, it's it's less than twenty five. I'm gonna go look I'm it up right mistaken. now. But... I think it's like maybe eighteen. Yeah, but um, I know the, also the comment in, as far as uh, in our group saying that you know he's better right now than Prince. Not he's such an offensive liability. I mean, we don't. Their Prince has his ups and downs. I get it. We all wanted him out of the lineup a couple weeks ago, but to the extent that you know, Jared Vanderbilt's played six games. His points per game. Get ready for this, everyone. Two point seven. No, lower. One point eight. Lower. One point two. Lower. Point eight? Point eight. Zero point eight points per game. Uh, if you go ahead and look at a basketball mm. reference, zero point eight points per game. Rebounds for four a game. Oh my god. Good for the time he's in there, and one assist a game. Yeah, yeah. no. He has I mean, not made a three as of yet, Joe. Just to let you know. 
and he's only 50% on his free throws. Okay, so. folks, I want you to really let this sink in, please. We don't know every single detail like what Sean did at the beginning of the show. It would, I'd be on the computer all day. However, in terms of the game, you're not going to get any of us on the game. We're watching every single game. We're watching every play. We're watching every sequence. And this is not an opinion. This is not, hey, who's better, this guy or that guy, all time. No, this is not that that discussion. Jared Vanderbilt got worse on offense. And it's worse than his statistics. How bad are his statistics? And it's still worse. This is an offensive-driven league. The defense of if if you're going to stop players on defense, yet you don't give your guys any kind of chance at scoring on the other end in this era of basketball, it becomes a moot point at that point of how good your defense is. And the thing is, no matter how good the defense is, they're still deficient in one major category that's costing them games, and that is offensive rebounds. Now, now UCC says, and I don't want to get down to the guy because, you know, that's his opinion. I have to respect it. But he says, you know, he's not been utilized properly. Uh, I'm putting up there on the stats, Joe and, and Sean. Okay, I'm not going to go by what you being used properly stuff. No well, one for, needs well, to let be me just, used let me just properly fit- to get an offensive rebound. If Vanderbilt wants to be even more of an asset to this team, how about making sure you follow that ball when they when the other team misses? How about that? Can you do that? If these guys who can't score on offense can at least do well in that department, that actually might make a difference. We might not need them to score at that point. This team might be unique enough to where we might not need them to score. But can you get a defensive rebound and not let the opponent get an offensive rebound over and over again because their floor spacing on defense in a half-court defensive position sucks. And it sucks every single game. If the ball does not bounce their way, they're just looking at the ball. How many times have we seen the opponent get the ball in the middle of the sea of Lakers? Because everybody's doing this. Everyone's doing this. They're not going after it. Now, Anthony Davis probably has the only excuse not to be going after rebounds like a madman. Why? Because if he misses, it's an open layup. It's an open duck at that point. And not to mention he's the number one rebounder in the NBA, too. So you can't really ask ask him to do much more. Four things when he's already doing three. He's guarding, he's trying to guard his guy, but he's got to sag off a little bit for your guy. And then on top of that, he's leading the league in rebounding. Can you help the freaking guy, please? Can you help him? If you're not going to score points, can you at least be a stalwart on the defensive end? Okay, that means not just guarding your guy, getting the damn rebound. Pat Riley said, rebounds win championships. And if you don't believe that, Watch the 2010 NBA Finals in Game 7. Watch the whole game and see what happens to the Boston Celtics in that game. They couldn't get a rebound to save their life the whole game. 
And Kobe and Powell, and Kobe and Powell followed Meta World Peace's lead because that guy was an animal on the offensive glass. Yes. And we're not trying to defend Prince, but he is our, technically our best three-point shooter at the point at this oh. point in time. I know we don't like to say it either because we see how bad he is on defense at times, and they, you know, he keeps keeps on getting put against the best player on the other team. But when Vando is only taken seven shots in five games, guys, that's okay. First off, it's maybe you could say the coaching or the playmaking as far as not allowing him to be more opportunistic, but it's also on the player himself. You think of LeBron was out there for five games playing an average of 15 minutes a game from what it saw as far as in those five last five games, you know, let's throw the other game aside. You think he would be asking the ball for a little bit more than that? Fando is not a confident player at all on the offensive end. If he was, he would be super pissed that he's not getting any opportunities on that end and would have made already, you know, he would have made them already know about it and would be getting the ball a lot more guys. Would you not agree? Would agree 100%, Gerald. You're only averaging two shots a game or less? And you're only averaging yes. less than one point a game? Uh-huh. We're just asking for average. These guys yeah. are terrible. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's a little concerning here, Gerald, if you can pull, if you can pull up the... And the ECC, there we from, know what he brings defensively. From we know that. last year that uh, just shows how... Vando struggles. That's the best way to put it. He struggles. He is only a 50% shooter at the rim. 50% right now. Granted, he hasn't gotten many looks, Gerald, but the fact remains is that we can't ask him to uh, do any more than what he can do. He can, yeah. he could back cut. He could roll pretty well. He could dive. He does not have the requisite touch at the rim, man. That's what do you another think of starting? problem. I think Rui should start. You know, if I you guys Rui don't like Prince, start. if you guys don't like Prince so much, even though again he was doing really well up until the point, and statistically he is our best shooter. You know, Rui, who was once started out the season a hot, put him back in. If you don't like, if you don't like Prince, put him in. But the thing is, he is, you know, he plays better against big guys. You're going to put him out there against smaller guys. You might run into those same problems, Joe, on defense, as far as Rui playing smaller guys. I mean, Cam Reddish has got to be out there, but he's an offensive liability. You know, as much as we love Cam and, you know, his his play, the fact he's been stealing the ball, Joe and Sean, he's still, he's still, you know, an offensive liability as well. He he is, but he is shooting 63% from the rim this year, Gerald, which is an improvement for Cam Reddish. It is an improvement. It's it's very awkward, as I told (laughs) you before. But it, It, it goes in. He gives that extra euro on the euro step when he's doing it, but by God, it's been going in. But still, he's just—you cannot average four or five points a game from your sh- from your shooting guard. That's all Cam Reddish is giving you at this point in time is five to seven points a game. Joe, that's that's not going to get it done. That's not going to be as much as I like Cam Reddish. He, seriously, he cannot give you just seven points a game from there. Do you agree with that, that Joe, or not? It's it's an obvious assessment. Cam is a slight better on offense than than Vanderbilt. Yeah. Both have similar ability on the defensive end from a one-on-one standpoint. The problem is they don't do well getting rebounds. Their spacing stinks. 
their positioning sucks. And that, that's a combination of, you know, bad coaching and the inability of being highly IQ'd in the basketball area. And then as far as Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt has anxiety issues. Vanderbilt has what I call anxiety face. I noticed it last year. He makes one mistake where he's already not confident in, and he get that look. It is like having four on five on the offensive end. It is. I mean, nobody's arguing with his defense, ECC. Nobody, absolutely nobody. But the thing is, he is such a minus on the offensive okay. side right we need now. To, we need to – I feel like this is remedial math at this point. I don't know why we have to explain this. <laughs> Folks, please, if you're watching the games, we need we, we can't keep talking about this over and over again. Cam Reddish, a little bit better on offense, obviously, than, than Vanderbilt, but Vanderbilt sucks on offense. It's, it's, it's debilitating. Torian Prince is going to be a streaky shooter. He's going to make six out of seven – Maybe once a month, but then he's going to hit two out of seven pretty much most of the time. That's the player he is. And if this is the case, and you're not going to play Rui, right? You're not going to play Rui likely because can Rui guard guards and elite footwork forwards and guards? No. It's too big. So that's probably why you don't see him playing a lot. He's not very mobile. He's athletic, but he can't really shift very well and he gets a shot blocked easily at the rim yeah he's 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 uh he's a cessna but i would like to see Rui play more Rui is like a cessna him. it's just it's a, he's a safe he's a safe player has some talent but you can't expect that cessna to be you know doing twirls and and, and stuff like that so the lakers have an effort issue with the role players and the role players are indicative of the coach. Usually why did Phil Jackson all of a sudden turn the John Paxson's, the Steve Kerr's, the Bill Wellington's, the Luke Longley's. Why did he, why did his system enhance those players? Everybody can easily say, oh, it was Michael Jordan. It was Michael Jordan. Yes, Michael had a lot of lot to do with it. But Michael was there. He didn't win until Phil got there. And this is a team game. It's not because Jordan stunk. Okay. It's not because Pippen wasn't there. And this look, it's an ingredient like making food. Okay. If you don't put salt on eggs, no matter how good those eggs are, no matter how farm brought up or hay eaten chickens whatever the hell it is that they're eating whatever that is all that stuff is good and then you don't put some salt on that on that egg it's gonna be bland it all matters it all matters and then when you get the right ingredient with the right food then you have superfood right and that's what that is now we're not expecting oh, you had you had some paprika to those eggs, you get deviled eggs. Mm. Deviled eggs. I love deviled really eggs. Good. I have yes. to have something crunchy with it, though. After a while, the texture of the of the egg gets to me. Oh so that's why bacon plays a factor, sausage, things like that. Uh, Picks or, in or, a blanket. But let's say if I don't do that, I can cut it up into, uh, you know, I can cut some uh, bell pepper or some jalapenos in there as well. 
We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Needing an edge for your fantasy football team? Listen to the guys at Inside Sports Fantasy Football for insight that will help you reach your league championship. That's Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Check it out today on your favorite podcast outlet. There's a lot of factors in what works. And right now, if the Lakers want to stick with their current roster and run this all the way through, they're going to need more effort in the important areas of execution. We already know Darvin Ham doesn't have a system, so I'm not. We're screwed there at that. But with that, we're not going to get anything done there. However, we do have band aids for that, in that we have two superstars. Superstars can cover up bad systems, and LeBron, in a lot of ways, is his system, and he's won with it. So you you got to back up there at some point. But I really, 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 really would like to see at some point, but it doesn't look likely that I, these guys go after it a little bit more on these rebounds. That shouldn't be anything other than desire and want. And Darvin Ham should be screaming that. He should be calling them out subtly in the interviews. Let's say, let's let's play, let's play a role here. Darvin, uh, you your, your team had uh, a negative uh, rebounding on the offensive end. I should say on the defensive end for you and offense for your opponent. Uh, your opponent had uh, seven more rebounds on 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 the defensive end. What what do you say about that? Well, the you know when it comes to rebounding, it's it's usually about desire and 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 getting in the position and blocking out and getting that that rebound. We start doing that, we're gonna we're, we're gonna keep having them go one and done. If we don't do that, we're gonna give them a second chance to to get the ball, and usually it produces a three which is worse. If it's a two, it's worse. So now LeBron takes the ball down, shoots an ill-advised three from the logo for no reason, okay? That's three points you lost. Then the other team comes back. Let's say that three that LeBron shot, if you run something, you might get a two. So I'll leave it at two there. Then you come back, and then they miss the shot get the rebound, throw it to the corner to hit a three. That's a five-point swing off of a terrible decision on the offensive end and terrible positioning on the defensive end cost you five points. Why do I say that the Lakers should be able to get two points? If you look at their statistics in these games, they're usually shooting 50%, 50 to 53% almost every game when it comes to the two-point jo- uh, shots. So if you go by that average, it's actually one point. So by him shooting a three, he costs his team, on the average, one point on that series. 
Then they come back. You actually lost four points, realistically, based off the statistics. Four points in a matter of how long does that usually take, Sean? Like 30 seconds? Mm-hmm. In this Round era? There, Joe, yeah. 30 seconds cost you four points. Why? One bad decision, shooting an ill advised three. The, the, the opponent comes back, shoots a shot, misses it. They get a rebound. They throw it to the corner. They make a three. That's a four-point play for your opponent. Now, they do that how many times during the game? If you guys at have least, the patience. At least four. At and, least okay, four. So that's 16 points. That's a 16-point turnaround. How much stress is that? Is that the same stress of actually putting the effort in getting those rebounds? Because the stress you're putting yourself in, coming back and doing those fake comebacks over and over and over again are 10 times worse than just taking care of this problem at the beginning. But who's saying this to them? Who's looking at the game like this? Everybody keeps telling me, oh, we're analytics. That No, you're not. You're not about analytics. If you're about the analytics, then you got to look at that number because that's a real number. That's a real number. That's stuff that's going on. So what's next? Are you doing your job? No. The execution says you're not doing your job. You've lost five and probably six games because of this lousy focus. Get your together. He knew he wanted to put that in. In honor of your birthday, my friend. Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. Before we head on out, just got a couple minutes left. Uh, Wanted to go ahead and make sure Mission 24 Super Chat is put in. Truly appreciate it. A beer for Sean. Lock down the Lakers for 30 days in the gym and send Darvin to a coaching conference, my friend. Mm -hmm. Wishing you the happiest of birthdays he is. Mission 24, Sean. Thanks a lot, Mission 24. We love you, man. Thank you so much. But before we head on out, Mr. Birthday Boy, your thoughts on what the Lakers need to do to get it done on the road trip upcoming. Chicago, Minnesota, and OKC. I'm hoping we can win two out of the three there, Gerald. Um, Be nice for a sweep, but let's be realistic. Get two out of the three. First of all, Chicago, Gerald, I mean, you can't let Colby White kill you because he, as as inconsistent as he might be, uh, he's still capable of 40 a night uh, if the shooting stroke is there. So they really got to defend Hardy. And by the way, Gerald, the hottest 3 and D player in the league, Alex Groove, so is uh, probably not playing at a confidence level this high in his entire life. So When he's in the lineup, because he missed the other day, I know that. He did, but regard regardless, he's he was. Still, in, I think he was in there in the Philadelphia game, correct? He was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but he's been shooting the three ball uh, really well over the past couple of weeks. So uh, the the Bulls have have don't have a a mid team. They have a poor mid team. However, taking that poor mid team for granted is unfortunately a characteristic we've seen the lakers prepare gerald so i mean if you don't win the first quarter against the bulls what can i tell you i mean you got you got some explaining to do uh and the other two games minnesota and okc just find a way to win one of those just find a way you find a way indeed absolutely joe uh same thing as far as what the lakers need to do to get it done here 
endless road trip? Just win the damn game, please. I don't really need to go into details. <laughs> Chicago stinks. Beat them. You need to beat them. I can see Joe in the locker room. You just need to win the damn game. I mean, come Let's on. Really? There. Do we need to talk about this? You you blew the Knicks game. You blew the de- – I'll give them the, de- the Mavericks game. Those efforts were just playing out of their goddamn mind. You lose to San Antonio. Come on. You just lost two games. You just flushed down the whole tournament run down the toilet. It Six of those games counted. They're regular season games. What is this? I, we were tired. You were tired from one extra game? I thought you guys were superior athletes. It's always convenient. Oh, you know, I'm, you know, they do those Instagram videos. Yeah, man, I'm in the gym. Yeah, I'm doing this. Yeah, then the second you lose, all of a sudden, oh, man, we're tired. Yeah. Well, maybe if you stop doing this in front of the camera, maybe maybe, maybe you wouldn't be tired. <laughs> Uh, that was really goal. good. That was really that pulled, like almost down to a Jesus. Team. People talk. They talk at the same time now. It's not even one out of the mouth, one out of the ass anymore. It's at the same time now. Like, do people hear themselves talk? No one talk. No one tells them. That's the problem. Everyone's either kissing their ass or they just want to be nice. When you're full of crap, someone needs to tell you. We need to stop with this crap. It's just unreal how how it's just they move the goal. Talking about moving the goalposts, man. We should call this era, this generation, and it doesn't matter age, by the way, folks. I'm, that, people my age are doing this too. Just as soon as they need to rationalize something, man, they move those goalposts like in a second. And I'm like, whoa, 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 hold on a second. How, how's your hair black and brown at the same time? How does that work? Well, Joe, you you know, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. That was an example. I didn't want to get to, you know, on other things. You know, sometimes we get derailed the show. But this is ridiculous. All of a sudden, now they're tired after one game. Two of those games, they practically blew out the team. So what were you doing? You blew out. You were resting. For half the game against New Orleans, what 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 do you mean you were burnt out? Just trash. It's BS at its highest level, and it's everywhere. It's everywhere. It's 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 nauseating. Get your crap together. There's always somebody out there that's gonna call you out. Maybe not. I don't know. I'm a nobody, so I don't know if they they'll ever hear this, but we'll see. You never know, Joe. You never know. But Magic Man, the last word is for you on your birthday, my friend. Any birthday thoughts before we head on out? Uh, well, actually, Alan, uh, my beard has five hues of color. <laughs> there's black. There's black. There's black. There's brown. There's auburn. There's blonde. And there's gray. Okay. My my unfortunately no longer has red in it, but okay. Need oh yeah, you can see you can see the red my mustache like up close. But so. uh, a- any last birthday wishes or birthday thank thanks. you so much, Gerald and and Joe and for uh, the entire community. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. It was awesome. Had a great many, birthday, by the way. Many continued birthday wishes for you, my friend. But once again, it is the Lakers fast break. We will be here tomorrow. Will they give Magic Man 
a belated birthday present with a victory in Chicago. We'll be here for the pregame. And then obviously as well, playback.tv slash Lakers fast break. Darren, well, no, I lost my red hair when I was in my early 40s, I think. Yeah, that's where it started to go. But it is the Lakers fast break. Don't forget, playback.tv slash Lakers fast break for the game. And then, of course, the best post game in town. There's no better place to go than the birthday guy and the Joe guy and the me guy right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Happy birthday, Magic.